Hello, this is Pastor Nathaniel, and you're listening to the Edda Talk for the Eddie Walk Podcast. Here you'll find messages meant to edify and encourage God's people in the maturity, purity, and unity that comes from following Christ. From devotional thoughts to sermons from our Sunday morning services, my prayer is that the time you spend listening to this podcast will help you grow closer to our Lord and also lead you to loving others like He loves us. Let's get right to it. How about we continue this series in evangelism by reading Acts chapter 8, verses 26 to 40, one of my favorite stories of evangelism. Acts chapter 8, verse 26, says this. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, And on his way, he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship. And on his way home, he was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah, the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah. Guess I'm not the only one who likes to read out loud. You know, Abraham Lincoln used to do that because he felt that if I read it and I hear it at the same time, I'll be able to retain it better. Clearly, that's what the Ethiopian eunuch thought too. Do you understand what you're reading? Philip asked. How can I? He said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. The eunuch was reading this passage of Scripture. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before the shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, Tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of Scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. The eunuch asked Philip, well, I already read that. How about we read verse 36? As they traveled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here's water. Why shouldn't I be baptized? And he gave orders for the chariot to be stopped. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water And Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, 
the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Philip, however, appeared in Azotus and traveled about preaching the gospel in all the towns until he reached Caesarea. It starts with an angel speaking. It ends with, well, sounds like something from a science fiction movie. Neither of which is likely to happen nowadays, but hey, you never know. And in between the angel speaking and the Star Trek-like beaming of Philip, I want us to notice how Philip does a lot of what we've talked about the last few weeks when it comes to evangelism. Do you see how he was in tune with the Spirit? It was the Spirit's voice Philip was listening to. It's right there in verse 29. The Spirit told Philip, Go to that chariot and stay near it. Do you notice how Philip, he simply joins God in what God is already doing? And we can trust that God is already working in the lives of those around us. He's already there. That can give us confidence as we share the good news of Jesus. And that's what Philip did. He shares what he knows. I don't think it was any accident God was there, right? He was already reading. The Ethiopian eunuch was already reading from the book of Isaiah, already reading the scripture, and he had questions. It was already. All Philip had to do was take the scripture that was being read and then talk about Jesus. Tell the story of Jesus. Tell the good news of what Jesus does for whosoever would believe in him. But what I really want to focus on this morning is Philip's earnestness. He obeys promptly. No procrastination. Anybody else struggle with procrastination? You know, when we go different places to travel, I like to read people's t-shirts. One of my favorites says, Procrastinators of the world unite, dot, 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 tomorrow. We see it in verse 30. Philip ran up to the chariot. As soon as he heard the Spirit, he ran up to the chariot. What does it mean to be earnest? Earnestness is when we are diligent, sincere, and intense in our action with conviction. So if you haven't already guessed, the third E in the ease of evangelism is earnestness. A couple weeks back, we talked about how examination, we're called to examine ourselves and our relationship with the Lord. Then we're we're called to encourage one another and encourage those around us. And this morning, we're talking about earnestness. Earnestness in pointing people to faith guiding them to faith, 
planting the seeds the Spirit wants us to plant, doing the discipling He wants us to do, and reaping the harvest when it's ready. Jesus said, right before He ascended back into heaven, He said, but you will be my witnesses. He's talking to His disciples then, and He's talking to us now. He says, you, when you receive power from the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit comes on you, again, we don't have to do it alone, do we? It's in His power. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And we're a part of that. We're a part of being His witnesses. We spent a lot of time in 2 Corinthians this month, and we're going to go back there this morning. So turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We'll kind of pick up where we left off last week. Verse 16 of chapter 4 says this, Therefore we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Are you being renewed day by day? For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So, we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Now, we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed... We have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Meanwhile, we groan. <laughs> One of my favorite commercials right now, you've probably seen it on TV, is the progressive commercial where the, the guy is trying to teach people not to be their parents. <laughs> have you seen those commercials? That lady has that sign, Live, Laugh, Love, and... The guy says, do we really need a sign that says live, laugh, love? And the lady's like, yes. And he pushes it in the trash can. <laughs> well, there's this, there's this one commercial where he's teaching the guys to sit down. And they all do what? They sit down like their dads, like an old man. When they sit down, they go, ugh. Because <laughs> that's how we feel sometimes, huh? We groan. Meanwhile, verse 2, we groan. Longing to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling. Because when we are clothed, we will not be found naked. For while we are in this tent, we groan and are burdened. Because we do not wish to be unclothed, but to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. Now, it is God who made us for this very purpose. Right there's the key verse for this morning. It's God who made us for this very purpose, this eternal purpose. You know what the old evangelist used to say? 
You have two options when it comes to eternity. Smoking or non. Back in the day, kids, you would go to a restaurant and there was a smoking section or a non-smoking section. So, anyway. Verse 5, the key verse. Now it is God who made us for this very purpose, the eternal purpose, and has given us His Spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what's to come. Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we're away from the Lord. We live by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So, we make it our goal to please Him, whether we are at home in the body or away from it. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive what is due Him, for the things done while in this body, whether good or bad. seems like I've been having the same conversation with a lot of different people. I've had it with so many lately because there's just so much going on, isn't there? So many people going through so many different things. And usually the other person starts this conversation. They say, I don't know how anybody gets through this life without the Lord. I don't know how they do it. How difficult it must be to face the challenges of this world without the Lord. Why must we be earnest? Because people need the Lord in this life and for eternity. You know what the great deception is? The great deception in the wisdom of the world is that as human beings, we have the power to bring peace and heaven on earth. Here's the truth. We can do good things on our own, but like food with an expiration date, the work of human beings will all expire. Anybody use Roman coins anymore? No, no, that's past, hasn't it? Okay, tell me who was king of England in 1807. Oh, you don't know? Okay. Hmm. Are you starting to get my point? You know... I'm not saying people don't matter or what we do doesn't matter. But in the end, the only thing that matters are the things that are eternal. And where do the things that are eternal come from? The eternal God. The one and only true King who lives forever and ever. Jesus. I mean... The work of human beings will all expire. 
Some of it's rotten to begin with. And no matter how hard we try, the fruit of human labor never lasts forever. But the work God has for us to do has eternal significance. Doesn't that sound like something to invest our energy and our time in? To make a priority of? Something that has eternal significance? You see the urgency and the need for earnestness when we share the good news of Jesus? The importance of the eternal realm far out see, exceeds the visible one. And we see that in the scripture we read this morning. The eternal or eternality. That, I might have made that up. I don't know. It sounded good. That's Paul's theme. Thankfully, when it comes to evangelism, what has God done? Well, according to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11, God has already put eternity in the hearts of men and women. We all long for that. Maybe that's why people pursue what they pursue, to leave their legacy because they want to be remembered. But they're a little off track because the only one who can give eternal glory with him is the only one who is eternal. Listen to it again. 2 Corinthians 5, verses 1 through 5. Now we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God un eternal house in heaven not built by human hands meanwhile we groan longing to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling because when we are clothed we will not be found naked for while we are in this tent we groan and are burdened because we do not wish to be unclothed but to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life now, it is God who made us for this very purpose. He wants us to be with Him. And guess what? Forever. I read a great book. Actually, I listened to it. That's the, I like to listen to books now. You can get through them so much quicker. Sometimes I read the book while I listen to it. But I read a book by John Ortberg. It was only $4 on DVD or CD at uh, Alpha and Omega. And it's in my office if you want to borrow it. It's a book on CD called Eternity Starts Now. Because it does. There's two words that stick out in the scripture we read this morning. No and naked. No sticks out because verse 1, now we know. You ever hear the preacher say, I know that I know that I know. Now we know. We know. We just know it. That if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have 
a building from God, an eternal house in heaven not built by human hands. We know because that's what Jesus tells us, huh? Remember when he's about to be crucified and he's about to leave the disciples and he said to them, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. For I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me where I am. There's the promise, isn't it? Then when he comes to take us, we have a place to go. We can know that with absolute certainty. But there's others who don't know what we know. Know what I mean? I had to say that since I'm speaking about earnesty. Know what I mean, Vern? Nobody gets that, do they? Now, Ernest goes to camp. Ernest goes to jail. Ernest and... Okay, good. Amen. Now, kids, you have to YouTube Ernest. Ernest P. World. You see, we know we won't be left naked. And what does he mean by naked? It means that when this life ends and this body's done, we're clothed with the eternal glory in heaven. Now, I know that's a whole other message, isn't it, Pastor Nathaniel? Yeah, it is. So we're not going to get into that this morning. But we know that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. What was mortal is swallowed up in life. We know that, but there's people who won't know that. And if they don't know that, that means they're going to be naked. Nobody wants to be naked, right? See the need for urgency and earnestness in our sharing the good news? Of course, we know that as we walk this earth, there's a certain way to dress. Romans 13, 14, Paul says, we clothe ourselves with Christ. And there is a whole series back in uh, the fall, most of October, November. If you missed it, it's online, springnaz.org, about how we are to clothe ourselves. And when we clothe ourselves with Christ Jesus and all those things we talked about in the fall, guess who we're going to be preaching? What we're supposed to preach? Let's go back to last week. Let's go back to 2 Corinthians 4, verse 5. It's not too far because we're in chapter 4, verses 16 to 5, 10 this morning. What does Paul say? We do not preach ourselves. That's how you know when somebody's preaching a message that's a false gospel. We do not preach ourselves. What do we preach? Thank you, because I was having trouble finding it. We do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord. Who do we know as Lord and Savior? And who we know and what we know about Him helps prepare us to share with 
earnestness. People who are in need. I mean, go back to Philip. How'd it work? What did he get to do? He got to hop in the chariot and share what he knew about Jesus. That's the gospel preached. Jesus. So that's the message for us this morning as I wrap up. Know Him. And preach Him so others can know Him too. Pray that others would know Him and not be left naked when it's time to enter eternity. Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your one and only Son, Jesus, to die on a cross for our sins so that through faith we may be made right with you through a personal relationship with Jesus because of the shed blood, His blood on a cross for our sins. He took on Himself the penalty that we owed. And because of that, Lord, we can live in relationship with you forever through faith in Jesus. And Lord, as we live this life and walk by faith and allow your Spirit to speak to us and as we listen and obey, help us, Lord. Help us to be like Philip, to be ready to obey, to not procrastinate, to go when you say go, move when you say move. Lord, help us to, to know you better and to preach you so others may know you too. May others believe because of our witness. May we be urgent and earnest in our preaching of Jesus, nothing else but Jesus and the life that's found only in Him. Lord, thank you for this time we've had together in worship. Thank you for each soul here in the sanctuary and each soul who are watching online or listening online. And Lord, help us as we love you, love one another, and live to please you and to preach you. And God, I pray all these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast is helpful to you, please rate us on iTunes or like our page, Springwater Church the Nazarene, on Facebook. Have a great day and Lord bless.